podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Good evening, good morning, good day, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to another Spurs Show podcast at this very busy and exciting time for Spurs fans everywhere. We've got lots to talk about. I've got a star-studded lineup of guests here to help me uh, wade through all the different subjects we're going to talk to. First of all, back is Paul Hawksby from TalkSport. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Leo. Pretty good. Good to have you back. Thanks for coming along. Pleasure. Adam Powley is here. How are you, Adam? I'm very well, thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you. And making his debut on the show, I've got sitting opposite me, uh, a former Associate Director of Tottenham Hotspur, Mr Darren Burney. Good evening. How are you? Welcome. Thank you very much. Can you tell us your first Spurs game? We'll get that out of the way, because this is a tradition on the show. When did you first go to Spurs? 1976... Tottenham versus Leeds. We won one nil. Mm. Who bad. scored? Do you remember? Seventy six. John Duncan. It was, I think it was Duncan. Don't quote me on this, but okay. uh, I think it was. <laughs> okay. Well, we have got a lot to talk about because we've got two games to look back on, and we've got a couple of games to look forward to. All of them interesting. I mean, the biggest one to look back. It seems an age ago now. Does, Barcelona yeah. away. Yeah. I mean. What? Um, but it was one of those nights, I almost forgot that we didn't win because it felt like one of the biggest wins we'd had in years that mm. night. Did you, did you go, Darren? Am I, right? I, I did, I was there. Yeah. How was it? Were you actually in the away bit? Yeah. Uh, no, I was actually quite near the dugout area. Oh, um, right. Yeah, it was, it was a fantastic night. Um, thankfully, we scored and equalised and uh, we can be thankful for PSV for helping us out and doing their bit. Yeah. In fact, on this show last week, we had a couple, both guests predicted that would happen. I thought, that'd be ridiculous. Inter are never going to fail to beat PSV. But they were exactly right. But watching on the television, of course, you're very much in touch with what's going on in the other games. It was so exciting because we just got better and better and better, it seemed to me, as the game went on. It yeah. was just, we just kept going. And we always keep going. Mm. We all, modern Tottenham keeps going, keeps going. And this actual, this whole group stage has been a bit about that, hasn't it? I mean, if you look at the the PSV game and the Inter game at home, they're all about keeping going and, and, and you know, getting there, getting over the line in the end. Did you ever lose faith, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> I did think at one point, like, we're going to be here all night before we score because yeah. it was just one of those. We were creating so many chances yeah. and the longer it went on, the longer you're thinking, oh, no, this isn't going to happen. But I think absolutely right what you're saying about not just that game, but the, the two games beforehand mm. as well. Because every one effectively was sudden death. Like, we Absolutely. had to get results from yeah. them. Mm. Um, so, you know, someone made that, that comment. I don't know what the opposite of Spursy is, but whatever it is... We're now was, it. Was, was, we're it. It's yeah. amazing, isn't <laughs> At it? At least in the Champions League. Because, like, when they were up against it, fair play to them. They showed the, the character, showed the persistence, and showed the patience, and they got results from every single game. Barcelona one just topped it off. It was brilliant. On the Spursiometer, though, you'd have to say the first two games were classic. They, they, really were. Were. they were. They were. Yeah. They really oh, were. We went on like, the full like, journey. It was like, well, I got quite nostalgic for nights yeah. like that when we'd shoot ourselves in the foot. It was like the old days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but looking at that, looking at what we're achieving at the moment, best ever uh, Premier League, that, that stat that people roll out various times, best ever start to a Premier League season, every three weeks we hit that again. Yeah. Then it goes off, then we hit it again. But mm. considering that, and considering we're in the knockout stages, having played very well in those last three games, I think. Mm. 
I mean, it's the remarkable thing, I think, Paul, is that we've done all this with probably our worst injuries that we've had under yeah. Pochettino. So yeah. it says a lot for our squad, doesn't it? It's true. The fact, you know, Walker Peters had that moment, of course, but, you know, he's up against the guy who costs 130-odd million, and yeah. he's lightning quick. You yeah. know? So, But he did recover. He got in a great block on Coutinho, and he got better and better. I think yeah. we all back him. He's a good little player. Yeah. But it's so hard when you're watching your team in that environment and you're taking into account... They were already through. They did rest some players. Mm. So you, I, I couldn't kind of get a, a kind of feel of how good a performance it was. But did you see what Guillaume Balaguer said there? The yeah. guy wrote Poch's Loved it. book. Uh, Loved what he said. Respected Spanish journalist. And it was mm. the best performance by an English team in the new camp he'd ever seen. I mean, yeah. So I think that does put it into perspective for all of us, really. It should yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good game. He seems to be able to get them to perform. I mean, there's been that whole nonsense of people, oh, Spurs, they can't really do it away against the big clubs. I've, in the last two years, they've played incredibly well at Real Madrid, Juventus, and now Barcelona. I mean, that is, that's quite a new stage of achievement, isn't it, Darren? Um, yeah, you can see you can see this season. I think we've had ten away games in the league and won eight. Yeah, um, that's a phenomenal record. You can also see that the team, the spine of the team, has been together now for what four years. Mm. The consistency is there. The squad, they know each other very well. I think also when you look back at the the earlier parts of the season, what what you can see is the players did come back from the World Cup. We had a lot of players at the World Cup, and they looked tired. The Chelsea game, it all clicked into gear and you can now see the improvement and um, and it's amazing that we're right up there, sort of not that far off, a couple of games off from the top two, mm. you know, for and some of the performances just weren't great to watch the earlier part of the season. Okay. So um, it's exciting. I think it, you know, if Spurs really do, you know, really click now and keep the consistency, they should be right up there at the end of the season. Mm. I mean, looking at that draw, Dortmund... Do you, have, do you think we can get past Dortmund, Paul? They're a better side than they were when we played them yeah. last year. They're, yeah. they're playing much better. But, yeah, I think so. In, do you know what? I'd much rather have played Bayern Munich than Dortmund at mm. the moment. It's well, going to be tough. It's going to mm. be really tough. But, um, I think you know, we're capable of it. We'll beat anybody, I think, as we've proven. Uh, I think so, too. I mean, uh, it's quite interesting because it's just possible. We don't get, I don't want us to get mired in, in, in a conversation about when the ground's going to open. But mm. it's just possible we might be open for the home leg of that tie. No, Paul's, Paul's, Paul and Adam. I don't know. I, I um, Darren's got a poker face on, listeners, but Paul and Adam are both going, mm, I don't know about I, that. I had a little whisper today that they are aiming for another, they're at a 30,000 test event. Yeah, in Jan, early January? Mid, middle Mid. to late Jan. Okay. I don't know exactly when, but that's what I heard today. Yeah. Uh, and they're gearing people up for that. Have they got to do two of that size in order to get the licences? That one on last yeah, Sunday, does that count? I thought it, they can have one of less than 30, Derek. Yeah, I, I think there's, I, again, don't, I think there's a total of three test matches, different capacities. Right. right. So yeah. I'm just wondering if that one that they just had on Sunday counts towards that. It was quite small, wasn't it? Well, it was only, no, like, that wasn't a game, was it? No, that they're going to have local oh, people in, games, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. They're going to have local people come in and just sort of do an event where a lot of people turn up. Then right. they were going to have... I think it was a youth game. This is what they geared up when yeah. we were opening against Liverpool. Yeah. And then it was going to be a, a Legends match. Yeah. So you keep gearing it up. And you think if it's going to be middle of late January, to gear that up by the 13th of February mm. is going to be tight. It's I mean, the tight. only worry there is if we play one game away from Wembley and we do advance, 
um, sorry, away from the, the new place. Yeah. Well, they let us play at the new place. Yeah, they make us play exactly. at Wembley for... Mm. Exactly, because apparently you have got to tell them by the 1st of Feb where you're planning to play that game. Whether yeah. that means that, yeah, commits you, I don't know. Mm. I mean, look, we could, I could be wrong. They may, they may yeah. be right on it and because they're working yeah. flat out to do it. But you just sense looking around the place that it seemed optimistic February the 13th to get that right. done. Right. But who knows? Who knows? But certainly we look like... You know, like you say, I mean, we could we could play anyone. We could get on a run, couldn't we? we could get a run in, uh, in the uh, on a run in the Champions League. Got another injury? Have you seen that? Yamba Tongan's not going to play this year again. Yeah. The thigh injury won't be back till right. January now. Yeah. So that's, that's a blow. But Foyt's back, and, and so training, is Sanchez. So right? Sanchez, and so at least you've got two centre backs. They back. may play tomorrow, so we've got a couple back. But as long as that can keep happening, if we do lose players, which we're going to, yeah. As long as we keep bringing people back in, we've got a chance. I think. Yeah, I think it just emphasises, you know, what a fantastic job. Pochettino oh, yeah. and his coaching team and the players themselves have done because mm. we're almost taking it for granted now that there'll be a certain level of performance um, Spurs seem to be maturing in Europe able to get results like as and when we need them like, um, we can, we've got that bit more experience and, and nous and the league record's fantastic um, but because there's been that progression over the last four years mm. it is almost a little bit like we take it for granted and when I think we have to keep reminding ourselves like what we're up against what we're competing well, that, against that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Is just a, that is a classic football supporter thing to do isn't it it's like uh, I was talking to a Stoke supporter the other day who's totally depressed and everything you know it's, you could almost call it Kerbishly syndrome where, it, where a team starts punching above its weight regularly mm. and you start taking that for granted and thinking well why aren't we hold on a minute why aren't yeah. we winning the league? What's mm. going on? Mm. And then you, and then suddenly, you know, when Kirbishley got sacked from Charlton, they were sank without trace, never heard of again, were they? Yeah, Charlton right. Athletic. Mm. It's a bit like when they got rid of Pulis at Stoke, actually, as it turned out. But that's almost the point of sport, isn't it? You've always got to be aspiring to the next level, in a way. Oh, I, for I sure. Think, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think anyone... I think one thing's for sure, everyone appreciates and understands what an amazing difference he's made. I mean, he is a remarkable... Mm. I mean, as we sit here, of course... We're, this is the day that Jose Mourinho has been um, asked, been shown the door again, much to his financial advantage at Manchester United. And the whole bloody world's talking about Poch going to Man U. Darren, is he going to Man U? <laughs> well, I, ho- I hope not. Um, can I just say that you said you commented about Spurs punching above their weight. Hmm. Uh, can, everybody's consistently said that over the yeah. last year or two. But if you actually look at the progress Tottenham have made in the last two or three years, we now have. A, uh, an unbelievable stadium coming. Mm. The the training ground facilities, um, I think, is the best in the country by far. The new hotel, which again allows players to recuperate and facilitate after games. The infrastructure is all there now, and it's leading the way. So, I don't think we're bun- punching above our weight any longer. I think we've arrived now. The expectancy now is Champions League every year. Mm. Um, so, I think this tag about punching away, I think that's long gone. Well, I think we are in terms of money we've spent on players and wages that we pay compared with other clubs. Uh, and I think that is, an, that is a bit of a concern for me still with Pochettino being linked to this Manchester United job. That I mean, I was, I was saying on the radio the other day that a player like Van Dijk becomes available. Um, he goes to Liverpool, A, because we probably wouldn't spend £75 million on a player, and B, we wouldn't pay the wages for a £75 million player. Mm. And I don't think 
Poch, please God he stays, and I hope he will, and I th- actually I think he will. But the only thing that worries me slightly is that we should be in a market for players like that, not Neymar and silly money players mm, mm. who go to Barcelona and, and even Manchester City, but a player like that Tottenham should be in the market for if we're serious mm. about winning the league. And at the moment, we're close, but I mean, that's what I think he wants. I think he wants to be in that position, mm. and that's what we're not in that position at the moment, yeah. I don't think. And I think, like, things for a bit of context, I think it came out today... Uh, Everton have released their latest figures and correct me if I'm wrong but I think it says that their wage bill was higher than Tottenham's for the yeah. the last financial year mm. which kind of puts things into context a little bit it's, mm. a, it's amazing what he's done with the resource that he has and the way he's got the, the very very best out of those players but I think to go to the next step to really say yeah we can challenge City and we can challenge Liverpool consistently mm. I think we just have to make that little tweak and maybe the new stadium will do that but the money we generate from the new stadium will allow us to, well, the, to the, compete like that there's two ways of looking at the new stadium one is it will generate more money that's kind of the point I suppose it enables us to have the same match day income and everything as, as our as our rivals right yeah. at the top but there's also it needs to be paid for doesn't it there's mm. a massive debt associated yeah. with it so that, that presumably restricts the disposable income in every transfer window is that right Darren you're, you're, you're a man who understands money and football I understand property. Um, there you go. The, the reality is that with increased revenues, yes, there's more income being generated. Can I just go back to the, the point about players? And the, Our project was very different. About four years ago, our chairman and the manager at the time had a specific plan and worked on a project of bringing for homegrown and the best of British talent, and that's worked very successfully. That's also worked in an era where or a time when we had a capacity of 36,000 mm. um, in the stadium. So unless the chairman underwrites huge amounts of money, we're never going to compete. So it was a very sensible plan. The reality is the new stadium, yes, it does come with debt, but it's proper managed debt. It's an incredibly well-run club. Yeah, That's not to say that we would necessarily compete and buy the players once we moved into the new stadium. Um, but the project at the moment is different, and we're now seeing the rewards of the project. And yes, it's frustrating when other clubs buy 80, 100 million pound players, and, um, but they're also being paid a, you know, a, quite a, a ridiculous sum of money. In this, I, I know there's a market, and good luck to the players, but... You know, I don't think we are going to compete there. And buying a fifty or a hundred million pound player doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to seriously challenge for the squad. I mean, there's been a lot of players, and well, if you look at Manchester United, Paul Pogba, yeah, he's Sanchez, become, and Sanchez, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It doesn't guarantee you success. I would rather us build for the long term and a proper structure where we we do compete, but equally we have you know a squad. Uh, or un- under the same finances um, that allows you to, to run the club properly. Yeah, it's difficult to say that a club, okay, if you look at a club like Liverpool, you'd probably argue Liverpool running it well. They Yes, they do spend £75 million a player, but they spend £10 million on Andy Robinson, mm. and they use Moneyball as well because of their owners, and they do buy cheaply and they buy well and they buy players like Gomez. I think that's the balance. What yeah. we've really got at the moment, we've got great young players like they have. I think we've got to compare ourselves to Liverpool. Mm. That's what we should be looking at. City's a freak show, we all know that. Yeah. It's underwritten by petrodollars. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But Liverpool, 
that's what we should aspire to, if you like, as a business model, not as a club, but, you know, as a business model and look at what they're doing. And I think yeah. there is a balance. A year ago, we'd just beaten Liverpool 4-1, didn't we, at Wembley, roughly around about a year ago. And, I, and then they, I think I seem to remember them going, having a bad result against West Ham or something. And I looked at them and I, and I, and I remember just tweeting, Liverpool aren't very good. Absolutely. But they weren't very good. And they, it was obvious why. They needed, desperately needed a goalkeeper. They hadn't had a good one in years. Yeah. And they desperately needed a centre-half. They hadn't yeah. really got any authority in those positions and, and they were easy to score against. So they did go out and spend over They went and spent quid, what they needed to players. do. Yeah. They'd gone up a whole level. Yeah. Mm. So that's what we're talking about. They didn't isn't waste it. I didn't do what Everton no. did, which was, you know, splurge. You didn't do what Fulham did. I mean, yeah. Fulham spent over 100 million quid and look at them. Also, so. interesting, they didn't do what Man United did, who, where they just got Sanchez just because he was there. Yeah. Not because they City. needed him. Yeah. yeah. Despite City. Not because there was a gap in the, in the team. And they did that and it worked. It has absolutely worked. And you wouldn't tweet, Liverpool aren't very good now, I'm yeah. sorry to say. <laughs> Before we get on to the small matter of the arse away in the Carabao Cup, we're going to have a quick break. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Right, gentlemen. It's amazing we've got, that we've got so much, so much to talk about that we haven't even mentioned that we're playing Arsenal away again. As we speak, that is tomorrow night. It's in the Carabao Cup. We've got the only game we've, we've um, lost in memory was a, a, against Arsenal away, obviously, the other week. And I went to that game. Not only did we lose, we actually lost fair and square, which made it... Some, sometimes that's better, sometimes it's not. I can't never work out my mind where it's better to lose unfairly or yeah. fairly to the... Yeah. Either way, it's sickening. But tomorrow, presumably, will be a very difficult... <coughs> excuse me. It will be a very different game because... <clears throat> well, partly, but I mean, I wonder if both teams will play. Do you think they'll both go full strength? I think Tottenham want to. I think Tottenham want to win it. I think they'll go as full strength as they can. But I mean, Poch has been rotating anyway, yeah. hasn't he? He has He's been shocking us a little bit. Yeah, every every lineup makes yeah. your eyebrows do a Roger so Moore. So you yeah. think, oh, okay. So look, we're going to. Yeah, I doubt if Ericsson will start. I mean, there'll be certain players that that won't be starting, but will be on the bench. Mm. And it seems he just seems to be giving them 15, 20 minutes here yeah. and there. Those key players, those key creative them at the players, end and, yeah, and making a difference. So. Yeah, and it, I mean, it'd be a strong side. Kind of works that as well, doesn't it? If you've if you've got if you've got five or six good creative players, it, it, it's almost as adv- as advantageous to have a couple on the bench as it is to have the, the good ones starting. Yeah, and they're all playing reasonably well. I mean, Lamella's playing okay, certainly as good as he's ever played. Son and um, Lucas both look dangerous, don't they? Mm. Delhi's playing as well as ever. And obviously yeah. Ericsson is playing as well as ever. So you've got five, you've got five guys there. You only need three on the, on the pitch at one time. Yeah. It's possible to rotate them and make, it, make a virtue out of necessity, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's a nice situation to be in now where almost regardless of what the team's going to be, you can think, well, we'll, we'll get a tune out of them. Like we'll yeah. get a performance from yeah. them. Yeah. Um, you know, unless he was to go completely uh, like the opposite Second direction string. and just and just choose, yeah, like 11 kids. But I don't think that's going to happen. Not against us. Arsenal, though, they're going to, I think they'll be fairly strong as well. I think yeah. it was really noticeable that game, like the league game, how much it meant to them. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the kind of atmosphere, it was horrible. Yeah, um, no. But the atmosphere in the ground was very different, I think, to how, how um, an Arsenal Spurs game has been in recent years. Yeah. You know, they were really up for it. Yeah. So I think they'll, they'll be fairly similar mindset for the, for the game tomorrow as well. Yeah. So. Danny Rose has been. Uh, the kind of most improved play. It looks like he did two years ago when 
yeah. when he was playing with Walker. He's just looking like his old self again. And quite, I mean, again, it was fitness and yeah. sharpness, and he's obviously been working hard, and he seems to have a better relationship with the manager. He's so saying you... lovely things about the manager and stuff, isn't he? Yeah. Which is great to hear. He so... seems to be fully back on board. And when, yeah, at his best, there's no one better, really, no. in that position. He's yeah. looking good. Yeah. So do you think we can get through that? What do you think? Do you think we'll win that? Yeah, can yeah, do. Can, can do. do. It'll be tough, I think. It'll yeah. be a tough night. It will. It'll be horrible to watch, won't it? Pens. We do it on pens. Oh, does it go to pens? <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. that would be, that'll be absolutely unbearable. <laughs> yeah. I think it's pens on 90 minutes. There's no extra time, is there, in the... No. no up, so, like but they're yeah. still doing two legs for the semis, aren't they? So that's they a are, bit yeah, of fits, a, fits the congestion. Yeah, that is, that is a pain. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, while we uh, ruminate on that, let's, uh, let me just bring you up to date with some housekeeping, as I am obliged to do. I've got my, I've got my duty sheet here. So... I wanted to just remind everyone that we do our week, uh, monthly uh, live shows and you can get a season ticket for them at season.spursshow.net for just £10 a month. You get two tickets for each monthly event. Next show on January 29th is with Terry Naylor. Legend. Okay. Legend. Is he going to sing? We're hoping so. Yeah. I mean, it, we'll try and stop him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we've got, we're due to have Peter Taylor after that. In fact... The Peter Taylor one was thrown into some doubt because it was due on a Thursday. We thought we might have other matters on a Thursday. But now that we got that result in Barcelona, I think we can go back to looking forward to Peter Taylor coming. So that'll be yeah, good. Excellent. We've also got new Spurs, uh, Spurs show material available now through Patreon. So you get a daily Spurs show update, news update, which is very handy that Mike Lee does. And he, he trawls all the websites and newspapers and brings you a little package. And it is, of course, done from a Spurs point of view. You also there's also new stuff coming up from various contributors to the Spurs show that you you will know from the show, like Mark Lucero is doing a documentary on Bobby Buckle. Uh, oh no, Andy Greaves is doing that. Mike Lucero is doing another Spurs mini series. We've got Spurs Academy match reports. We've got audio content coming from Rob White, Julie Welch, Pete Haynes, Simon Lipson, Brian Leverson, Adam Powley, who's sitting with me here. He could, is that right, Adam? Apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> And Martin Cloak, uh, Chris Cowlin, and many others. And uh, I think already available is an interview with Mike Varney, the legendary physio, the man with the beard, when beers were not even trendy. No, it's true. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a documentary on Vivian Woodward as well. So we call it like Spurs Flicks. That's what we're, that's what we're trying to brand it as. It's the Spurs Flicks. <laughs> and um, I recommend it. You go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Also, just to remind you, we've teamed up with Labrooks this season. We're bringing you plenty of specials. Go to betspursshow.net and get a free bet for 20 quid on us. Uh, there we go. So we think, do you think we can beat, just, just Darren says, we've, just, we've all said, can we get past the Arsenal in the Carabao Cup? I think we can. I don't think the team would want to um, go to the Emirates and be beaten twice. Twice um, in three weeks, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll be playing a full team, but... Maybe they I'll, won't. I'll, I would think about six or seven, as Arsenal will. Mm. Um, and it's amazing how times have changed, because I think as a Spurs fan, you go to the Emirates not in fear anymore. Um, I know we got beat the other week but we actually turned up expecting to win that day and that's yes. that's our expectations yes. now I used to dread going to the Emirates yeah, because yeah. you, you it, had it no a, chance basically uh, yeah. absolutely and I think we'll be going tomorrow I know we got beat in the league but we'll still be very confident tomorrow mm. of going through and I think we've got uh, a good enough squad that we can get through yeah definitely yeah and then we don't play again till Sunday so we don't have to worry too much we've got three days rest mm. but Sunday's game is of all the forthcoming fixtures it looks actually like the toughest because Everton are pretty decent aren't mm. they and they've got some good players and to go there away from home it's four o'clock on the telly on Sunday 
Uh, Richarlison looks like a good player. Sigurdsson, obviously, we know all about. Um, you know, it, it would be a great achievement. It reminds me a bit when we went to... We, we had Southampton at home, and then we, had, then we had to go to Leicester. Leicester away looked like a very hard game yeah, the other yeah. week, didn't it? And in mm. fact, we cruised Pretty it. routine, wasn't it? Yeah. And if, I wonder if... I, did, I mean, I say Everton are a decent side. They are, no doubt about it, but they don't look as good as us. So I, I feel like we'd probably have to have an off day to not get a result up there. What, what do you think? I think it might be our first draw, that one. I think we may break it. We are due a draw. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. It's such a big programme. I mean, they then play on boxing. They seem to be playing every 20 minutes after that. They've got so it, many matches. But most, well, all the big clubs have got yeah. that, haven't they? Well, every, I think everybody Even has. Everton. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so they're all, so every time you think, oh God, they must be so knackered, it's relentless. You have to try and remember that cycle. Of, there's some old cliche about tiredness just being a state of mind, isn't mm. there? But if everyone's got it, then, then it all evens out, I suppose, doesn't it? Mm. As long as the injuries don't make us have to play the same players over and over again. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'd, I, I think that'll be uh, a good test, Everton. It will be, it will be. It's, it's, I think you're dead right. It's that relentless nature of games mm. at the moment. And, um, you know, the fact that we've had our best start ever to a Premier League season, yet there's a feeling like if you just if you drop a couple of points then it's then it's something pretty serious at this stage mm. just because of what the other teams are doing I mean the, the form for Man City and Liverpool is just incredible and Chelsea mm. on a good run as well um, so it's one of those it's kind of like you, what ordinarily would be a good result like getting a draw at Everton maybe yeah. you'd be thinking in advance oh, can't afford to two drop two drops, points but, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, bet, I, I read something in the paper this morning in fact there was an article by Barney Roney in the Guardian saying at last we've got a title race on our hands uh, and he said it's, there's obviously a two horse title race but he said looking at forthcoming fixtures by, by the middle end of January there's no reason to believe no reason to I mean, it's possible that Spurs will be in a three it'll be a three horse race yeah. mm. because we haven't got any big teams to play Part, Everton's the biggest team we've got to play between now and towards the end of January well I think we've got United on the 13th of January I'm not even sure you count them anymore we've got them at home <laughs> they're not very good at probably all we're going to Solskjaer Mike Phelan will probably be in by exactly. then yeah. exactly. they'll be in charge so we could and, and one of the stats he, he tried out was that it's, it's strange because the, the big teams are really like you just said they're going so well that these, the points total that Tottenham have got most years, or certainly two or three years out of the last five or six, we'd have been top of the table mm. with that amount of points at yeah. this stage of the season. Mm. So, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe we will end up in the title race. Why not? If, uh, if you asked um, the players if they would take a draw on Sunday, I, I think the answer would be clearly no. I think every yeah. they're, they're, turn, they're going to away games now expecting to win. Yeah. And once you get through Everton it's a pretty good programme to have over the new year yeah, exactly. it's pretty good. the Christmas period we're not travelling um, yeah. definitely winnable games but sometimes the easier games appear uh, well, are harder but Burnley for example no, I, I think a slot, there's a, yeah, yeah absolutely but but again we ground out a win we didn't yeah, give yeah. up and yeah. actually, it, it shows the fighting spirit we, of this we team we didn't really review Burnley which we probably should it was like probably the mo- was, yeah, exactly we're almost <laughs> trying to avoid it it's probably the worst game I can remember seeing in years, and that obviously you have to say, no, not particularly any fault of Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, Deitch, not even his fault either, really. Let's yeah. be fair to him. He, he needed a result. He didn't. It, it's the ultimate sort of display of respect for Tottenham. There's no way we're going to win a football match against yeah. Tottenham. So we're going to have to stop any football being played as best we possibly can. But it was like a lot of those games the last couple of years away at Hart Lane when teams would just come yeah. to defend. Yeah. Two banks of four, all right, break us down. And often we didn't have the players or the guys to do it and we get a bit frustrated. But we have now. I think we've, we have options as we showed on the beat. Very similar to the Inter goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. With Ericsson coming in on the blind side. Yeah. And, being picked up. It was up. very similar. Mm. Very, very similar. So, well well slotted in. Mm. 
And also in the old days, pre-Potch really, sometimes yeah. what would happen in those games is they'd actually run out of ideas yeah. with about 10 minutes to go and end up losing it. Yeah, they would, yeah. Very yeah. often. And that was absolutely heartbreaking. Quite a lot of 1-0s. Remember yeah. one against Stoke and yeah. there was one or two others where we did Teams exactly that. just nick it and they, that's they what they'd come us. to do. Yeah. We'll draw the sting, come 80 minutes, they'll be knackered yeah. and demoralised and we'll just then we'll start attacking, get a goal and that's it. And yeah, that yeah. used to happen. Mm. But this team really just keeps going and... Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely... I mean, the thing is, it was a terrible, terrible game. But when that goal went in, it's almost like it sets you up for one of the great celebrations. Going absolutely radio rental when you're scoring those. <laughs> the joy of seeing Joe Hart suddenly rush to take yeah. all those goal kicks. He's been taking three quarters of <laughs> yeah, there's, there's Very entertaining. There's a sense yeah. of great justice about it when you're yeah. scoring those circumstances, isn't yeah. there? Justice being done, which, mm. which helps you to enjoy it, I think. Well, it was the persistence again. And I think yeah. that, you know, that feeds on from how we've been playing in Europe. Yeah. Uh, no panic. Kept going. Uh, kept playing the football and uh, in the end, all right, left it until first minute of uh, stoppage time, I think yeah. it was, when it eventually came. Yeah. Um, but eventually, like, it, it paid dividends. So I, I wonder if there's a stat, but I, I, I doubt there are many big teams that's, or any teams that score as many late goals as us. And I think that's a great quality to have, isn't it? Used to be the goons who did it, didn't I it? I know. Yeah. And we, we used to let over. in loads of... Do you remember, under, I think it was under yeah. AVB, he actually had to do... He had to invent special training sessions to stop them letting in late goals. <laughs> so we were letting in late goals every single week. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, but now we're scoring them. It used to be Manchester United and Fergie, Fergie time. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it is an extremely good quality to have because, of course, if you score in the last minute, you're very unlikely to let one in after that, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. As Southampton thankfully showed uh, oh, the weekend. How good was that? <laughs> how good was that? So now talking about crazy celebrations, I was around my mum's, my dinner was all over the living room. <laughs> but look, looking at the Tottenham-Southampton game, Southampton had lots of chances. Yeah. Mm. And... I think they've got a direction now, and I, I can see them climbing up the table. Yeah. Um, on another day, they could have scored three or four against yeah. us. Yeah, but we were 3 0 up yeah, by the we, time we they started making playing, it. It was like we, we, really? we had stopped. Yeah. yeah we said, like, we do keep going, but not when we're 3 0 up against Southampton. Then we yeah. don't keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but I like to think so, anyway. <laughs> All right. So, well, if we can, let me just make, make sure we covered everything. We talked about Barcelona, we talked about Burnley, we talked about Arsenal, we talked about Everton. Let's just get some. Traditionally, we close the show with score predictions for the, uh, for the weekend game. On an actual scoreline for the Everton game, Paul. I'm going to get. I think. I think with the run of games we got and the changes he'll make, and the fact Everton, I think it might be our first draw. I don't want it to be. I uh, back us to nick it, but I'm going to go one-one. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that as well. One-one or two-two. <laughs> okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. We've got a good record at Everton. I'm going to go two-one win. I think we'll win two-nil. Nice I think we'll do, a le- we'll do to them what we did to Leicester. We'll make them look ordinary, which City did make them look ordinary, actually, mm, last weekend. Mm, mm. Anyway, I think that, that'll do us, lads. I think that'll do us for now. Thank you so much for coming, Paul. Pleasure. Adam, no Darren, thank, thank you, you so much, all of you, for joining me. Uh, there'll be more shows coming up, I can assure you that. But for now, this is Theo Delaney saying goodbye from the Spurs show. Happy Christmas and get with you, Spurs. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.